Hey everyone, on today's bike check, we are talking with Sarah, who built this beautiful DV8 Highlander. Stay tuned and hear about why she picked the bike, what keeps her on the bike, and how she chose these components. Hello and welcome everyone to the Women's MTB Network podcast. I'm Mia and I'm going to be your host. Our podcasts are about sharing information on all things mountain bikes from a woman's perspective. We'll be talking about bikes, components, gear, upcoming events, coaching, and much, much more. Our goal is to connect women from across the globe and inspire folks to ride, regardless of age or skill level. We'll have guests from all over the world with all types of backgrounds and different riding styles. So get comfy and be inspired to ride. Hey, Sarah, how are you doing? <laughs> good. How are you? <laughs> Pretty good. Um, thank you for coming on the podcast. You are our official first podcast ever. And I wanted to do a bike check because you recently built this absolutely, I mean, you built a lot of really good bikes. Honestly, when I first was looking for bikes, I found your Instagram of your rascal and I was like, that is what I'm doing. I'm doing that bike. And I think I remember like stalking your Instagram and messaging you like, hey, what tires did you put on this thing? What components do you have? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you now have a Deviate high pivot bike, right? Mm-hmm. What kind of, tell us a little bit about that. What kind of bike is it? Like, what do you like about it? So as you know, um, I kind of actually took a break from mountain biking for a while, um, yep. like six months. I just really needed to hit reset um, after a lot of years of basically just trying, not that I ever, I'm not, I don't even touch the levels of some of these like women of free ride, but uh, I just was at a point after some like head injuries where I needed to reestablish my relationship with mountain biking. Um, I needed to step back and see like what parts of it I actually missed. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, six months without a bike, and I was trying to figure out what kind of bike I wanted because I've always gravitated towards, you know, gravity riding. Um, so big enduro bikes, downhill bikes. Um, the Rascal. So you, you've but, always ridden like big enduro bikes. That was always your go to, like high travel bikes. Yeah. Yeah. I've never really been uh, like cross country. I, when I ride, it's because. I think it's probably because the environment I grew up in as a kid was like in a not good way like adrenaline um type environment so i just kind of learned to really crave like i need adrenaline to function but yeah now, yeah to, uh yeah so being an adrenaline junkie I, i've always gravitated towards the stuff that makes me kind of pucker a little bit rather than just miles <laughs> yeah so you went for this bike because it's a high travel bike like what's the i think it's 150 um, in the front isn't it uh it's so the highlander they have a 140 and a 150 which uh, is a reference to the rear travel mm -hmm. um it this one's the 150 um i had read that they had changed some of the rear end kinematics for the 150 to be friendly with a coil shock and i'm very partial to a coil shock um, <laughs> i mean you <laughs> love that push one didn't you work for push for a long time for a little while i did yeah um and the 11.6, which is pushes shock, is very good. Uh, yeah. But, but the, you know, 
it, the gap is definitely closing in terms of, um, I, I would say Rock Shocks isn't really quite up there personally um, for their coil offerings, but the, the Fox DHX2 I have on this bike is pretty damn good. <laughs> is, it, is it, would you say it's one of the best shocks you've ridden? How does it compare to, to Push, I guess? Um, the push shock is, it's just a completely different, it's a totally different customer. Um, the push shock is for someone who wants, wants the benefits of coil, like small bump sensitivity, some plushness, you know, added plushness, um, less of that really saggy feeling you can get that mid stroke with an air shock if you're trying to make it plush. Um, yep. and the, the push shock is for someone, you know, they, when I was, well, their business model basically is custom tuning every single shock for specific bikes. Um, okay. It's basically your customer who's like, I don't know anything about suspension. I don't want to turn any knobs. I just want something out of the box that I can put on my bike. And it's going to be like, I might have to turn something a turn or two, but like it's, mm -hmm. it should be like pretty dialed out of the box. Like that's that customer um, who okay. um, wants that experience. But I, I like tinkering. Um, I know enough about suspension to kind of adjust stuff, tune stuff on my own. So um, the DHX2 takes a little bit more setup from the rider. Um, it's yeah. not going to come out of the box, you know, tuned for anything. So, uh, but I think it's, it's excellent, especially on this, on this frame. I've been very pleased. Um, but yeah, basically I wanted to find a bike that was maybe not quite just a straight up gravity bike, but something that was a good all arounder. Yeah. Um, because I really need to step back from that like pure, just constant adrenaline rush and actually get into like, oh, I can actually like look around and actually enjoy, enjoy. your surroundings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so this so far this bike, even though it's 150 out back, it's, uh, I mean, the Rascal is a, is an outstanding bike. Um, I think it descends better than any other 130 bike out there. Um, but I, to be honest, I think that this bike, even though it has more travel, it, it outclimbs the Rascal. Really? Mm -hmm. And you have a lyric on there, is that you have 160 in the front fork? It's 150 What's right it? now because okay. I had a different frame on order and that ended up falling through. Um, they say this frame can be 150 or 160 up front. So unfortunately okay. there aren't any 160 air shafts available for the new Lyric yet. Once there are, I will be bumping it up to 160, but so yeah, I'm riding at 150, 150 right now, but it's still, still pretty damn good. <laughs> the Rascal is amazing. I absolutely love that bike. I'm really <laughs> curious about their 29er, the, the rail 29er. I'm hoping to demo that in Sedona in a couple months. Um, yeah. So I don't know. My my fear is climbing on it. You know, I always feel if you're going to have like a 160 in the front, it's going to be a pain to climb in. And where I live, there's a ton of cross country. So like. Um, there's so much that goes on with geometry that just travel alone shouldn't really sway you, especially up front. Um, yeah. I can't remember. Other than my rascal, I haven't ridden a bike with less than 160 up front in several years. Um, and it, yeah, it, it's, it's more a geometry and like rear end kinematics that really determine how well a bike climbs. Um, it's not so much just 
fuck travel. Um, right. I mean, I've ridden yeah, bikes right. that, were, that were 160 or 170 and were awful to climb on. Um, I've also ridden bikes with 150 forks that I was like, wow, this thing is not as fast as I thought it would be. Um, it, yeah. Yeah. There's so much that so much more that goes into it than just like how long your fork is. <laughs> so why did you pick this specific bike? Was it because you wanted to try one of their bikes or, you know, as opposed to like, I'm just going to say a random bike, like as opposed to like a Yeti SB160 or SB130, whatever they have right now, 150, I'm sorry. Um, what made the deviate? Because you've had a forbidden before. I know that that was high pivot too. So was it the high pivot aspect of it or like what drew you to this frame? Um. Being in Colorado, everybody rides a freaking Yeti. Um, yeah. so <laughs> it's like a cliche just, almost. Yeah. And having been a mechanic for so long, like there's so many bikes that I've had in my stand where I can see all of the problems that each each manufacturer has, um, especially with carbon fiber frames. Um, I just, I personally, knowing me and I tend to land like a sack of potatoes off of features, like... Cracking a rear triangle is just not something I want to do. <laughs> um, yeah. And the Eddies have gotten better since they changed uh, carbon fiber frame manufacturers. Uh, but I don't know. It, yeah. So I, I picked this one mostly because, um, you know, it's kind of weird since COVID um, started with availability um mm -hmm. just trying to get stuff i've really had to reach outside the box um parts frames uh building wheels um you know sourcing stuff from places that i don't normally um yeah i I'd, I'd kind of gone through i'd had a different frame on order um and it kept getting pushed back and pushed back and uh i was so antsy to come back to mountain biking but it was like late enough in the summer that i was kind of like Okay, I'm, I feel like I'm just watching the summer blow by. <laughs> um, I'm ready to ride. So um, DV8, I originally found when I was working at Push, and I had had some custom, Push customers um, reach out. Uh, often we would figure out what bikes to do tunes for based on just demand. Um, yep. So if we have a lot of people calling about a certain bike, it's like, okay, I guess we got to get one of those in. Um and there had been some people calling about them, not a ton, not enough for us to develop a custom shock for it. Um, mm -hmm. So I kind of wrote Deviate off when I worked there because it was like, okay, well, if we're never going to do a shock for it, then I guess I shouldn't bother. Um, but now that I don't work there anymore and I can kind of just run whatever I want. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it came to me one day while I was in class and just had some downtime and I was like, oh yeah, that company, I wonder what they have going on. And so I started doing some more, you know, review research and they had frames in stock. <laughs> uh, Surprisingly. Yeah. So, um, and you, I, I love that you can buy a frame from them without a shock. Um, because that's hard to find. I can't find, I wanted to do that with, with rebel for the, mm -hmm. for the 29er. And they're like, no, it comes with the shock. I'm like, well, I don't need the shock, but you know, yeah. 
Um, and this, the DHX2 that I had, it happened to be the exact same size, 210 by 55. Um, I had to get a different spring rate, but I had already had that shock and it would have fit. It would have been a direct swap right onto this frame. So I was like, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so a lot of that, you know, all those, all those factors add up. Um, it's available. Yeah. I can get it without a shock because I already have one. Um, they have it in the color that works with the wheels that I've already built that have lime green hubs. Like you can't just get any color frame to put with lime. Yeah. Green. Um, so I mean, yeah. what was the other color of the other frame you were looking at that kept getting uh, pushed back? It was, so it was a Canfield tilt, which was an aluminum frame, but it was like a raw aluminum. So just shiny mm -hmm. silver, which works with anything. <laughs> yeah. Just like the rascal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was going to see if I could pull up a picture of it here. And mind you, like, I have never done this before. <laughs> I don't know if this is going to work. It's a learning opportunity. Yeah, no, I don't know. We'll figure it out. I'll post some really sick photos of your bike so that people could see it. Um, the other question I had for you was, what do you love about this bike that makes you just grab it and pick it up and want to ride every day? Like, what's the thing that draws you to it? Is it the fact, the fact that it climbs really well in comparison, right, with geometry and all that? Or is it that you can go really fast on it? Or is it the shock? Is it the rear shock? <laughs> like, what makes you look at it and be like, I want to ride my bike today because this bike is killer? Um... I mean, one, it looks really cool. <laughs> yeah, it does look really cool. Um, the high pivot, like people, people think it's a fad. Um, it's definitely, there's some chewy, sorry, my bird is. I can barely hear him. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, people think it's a fad, but it functionally actually does a lot of stuff. Uh, and if you want me to go into that, I can. Um I love how the high pivot feels. I did not like my forbidden bike, but I think that that was because of other factors. It wasn't because it was a high pivot. Um, in fact, I can't even, when I ride this one, I, I can't even tell that there is that extra idler pulley on it. Really? There's no, there's no drag. It's dead silent. Um, it, you can really feel how the rear end, um, just the way that it moves is, is different than a traditional frame. Yeah. Um, yeah. so when you're really plowing through some kind of bumpy stuff, you know, most bikes kind of lose momentum. Um, but because the wheel kind of goes back and up, it just gets out of the way. So it just floats over that stuff and you can, you don't really lose any speed going over rocks, which is a really, really? crazy feeling. Yeah. Um, is, and is that on most high pivots? You said, although for your forbidden, it wasn't right. You didn't have the same feel as you did with this one. I did. Um, oh. There just were other things about that bike that it just was not a, a good match for me. But um, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, now that the the traits that are specific to the high pivot technology, I think, are excellent. Um, and Deviate really knocked it out of the park with this one. But um, yeah, I mean, it just. So there's something about it. There are some bikes when you get on them and you start pedaling them, especially when you're going where it's kind of flat, maybe a little bit uphill where some of them, it's almost like the bike is saying like, come on, yeah, let's go, let's go. And there's just some, like, <laughs> an energy to it that like, it just, it accelerates really fast. It doesn't, I don't feel like I'm pedaling some pig around. 
I don't feel yeah. like I'm the only one trying to make it go. Like it responds. It's quick. Um, like I said, it climbs really well. It's fast. Um, Man, I want to try it. I need to ride this bike now. <laughs> you, you have a meet or well when I come to Colorado we'll trade you can ride my small rascal which you probably you won't like <laughs> well, what's fun. the frame size in this one a small or a medium or it's a medium but um and I'm usually pretty pretty solidly a medium and I feel like the reach on this is um it's shorter than I'm used to really mm -hmm. what about the wheelbase on there do you feel pretty stable on it it is still it's a it's a really bizarre bike because like I said it's really fast um, which normally you feel that kind of acceleration with a shorter wheelbase bike yeah um, this one's still fairly long um, I don't remember exactly how long it is I'd have to look um, I can find all those specs and run it by you when I post it because I yeah. think I want to do a little post on the website for it too <laughs> um, yeah it's 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 I've only noticed its wheelbase on like a couple of sharp switchback turns um, okay but to be honest at this point i can't fault the bike for anything because i've been off the bike for six months and i think i've done four rides so it's probably me not the bike no you never know no i just i don't i think it's literally bikes are like riding a bike it's going to take you one or two rides to get used to it to get back into it i mean i haven't ridden in a little while I, last time I rode was at Sky Park. I finally went to Sky Park. Absolutely oh, nice. loved it. It's such a weird place. It really is. The Santa Claus was walking around <laughs> yeah, in like July. So <laughs> it's so weird. I'm so confused. And it started yeah. to rain. But anyway, I love the rascal in that terrain. It was super mm -hmm. fun. Um, the yeah. biking was like your escape, right? Like a lot of people, <laughs> I hear people talking about all the time, like mountain bike just gives you that zen almost where you can disappear and go wherever you want. Yeah, and it's been really funny kind of seeing how mountain biking has evolved into this like really bougie thing because <laughs> I grew up in Southern, like I grew up in Los Angeles and mountain biking was just like a bunch of punks in like cut off jeans and baggy tank tops and people just spread <laughs> around on these like shitty bikes. Um, and yeah, it would be like, it would be like someone today picking up like a Walmart bike and hucking it off of like big drops at Whistler like we were just doing dumb stuff you know and now and I'm guilty of it too now now that I'm like old enough that I've gotten hurt enough I'm like my, <laughs> I think my fork is like five psi underwear I normally ride it I couldn't possibly hit that drop um <laughs> oh my god that hits yeah. close to home. My wife makes fun of me for doing that stuff all the time. She's like, I'm like, do you need me to tune your bike? Do you need me to add some shock in there? She weighs like 110 pounds. I'm like, do you need me to add anything else? She's like, no, my bike is good. Weird. I'm like, no. But I still yeah. like check, you know, but, and I'm the one that's always like, okay, I'm just going to do like five PSI more on my shock. <laughs> That'll make the difference. It'll sure. make the whole, the, the entire oh, difference. The whole, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's kind of funny how we change, but yeah, when I was a kid, it was just like, especially in LA, it was kind of a weird combination of like when I could find people to go up into the hills with to actually put some wheels on dirt. Like, yeah, we did some, a lot, we wrote a lot of stupid stuff, stuff that even now I would be like, mm, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, We're invincible as children. Yeah, man, I wish... 
it was weird after my mom passed away several years ago i like now i have this like weird like relationship with mortality but like before that i was just like fuck it and would just i had no fear um i have fear now <laughs> um but i think it keeps me safe most of the time um, yeah fear is a good thing i think yeah now i just take ca very calculated risks um too calculated sometimes but um yeah i don't know i just grew up that was just my like my bikes you know i smashed the crap out of them none of them ran very well and that's kind of how i learned started to get into mechanic stuff too is because my parents were like oh my god we we were just at the bike shop on Monday. <laughs> like you can't already need to go back to the bike shop but figure it out fix it yourself i'm like but i don't know how <laughs> We'll figure it out. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I just—that's awesome, this. though. Yeah, so that's kind of how I got into both mountain biking and uh, mechanic stuff. But you know, I'm scared to do stuff on my bike. I want to learn how to do stuff on my bike because I think it's important, and I'm I'm mechanically mm -hmm. inclined. But every time I go to do something, I think I'm going to break it, and I've spent <laughs> money on it, and I don't want to break it. So <laughs> like, even just totally. changing my brake pads. I, I like Googled it. I I think I hit you up at one point. And I was like, does this look right? <laughs> and then I finally, I did it. I didn't break it. And then I just kept thinking, well, if it breaks, it breaks. Like it's fixable. You can take it to the bike shop and they'll fix it. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now I'm becoming a little bit more gutsy in, in doing things to my bike. It's scary because, well, everything's so expensive now too. So. And finding parts now, right? Because mm -hmm. of COVID, it's, it's rough finding stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, you couldn't find SRAM chains for months. Oh, yeah. 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 I was lucky I had a spare because if I broke mine, I would be able to ride. It would be a pain. Yeah, it was really touchy there for a while. <laughs> so I saw that you recently put um, a wireless shifter. Did you go the GXAXX or did you do the X01? wireless that you put on there um derailer as someone who just talked shit on bougie mountain biking i did get the xo <laughs> um that's awesome because in my head i'm like this thing's already like the axis system is heavier than a cable system okay not a lot but enough and this bike is already heavy enough that i'm kind of i mean it's not it doesn't ride heavy it rides way lighter than it is um but it's at the point where like i i don't want to make it heavier than it is so um you know if i can save some grams by going xo over gx then i'll do that why not i would do the same thing if i could afford it um i really want a wireless one but i just think i'm one of those people that's going to forget to charge it oh and then then i'm kind of screwed oh my phone is only charged like I had to set like three reminders about our thing today because most of the time I don't even like, I don't charge my phone at night. I can't remember it. I, I lose power on rides all the time, you know, and I'll be somewhere where I'm like, oh, it'd be really nice to have my uh, Trail Forks app. Um, so I, I totally get it, uh, which is exactly why I bought a second battery and a second charger. I have a charger that lives at home and I have a charger that lives in my truck. And That's I awesome. I will keep one battery in my hit back at all times. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll do that at some point. I just do so many upgrades to my bike that I got to take one thing at a time. The only other thing yeah. I'd upgrade would be the wireless derailleur, and that's about it. Mm -hmm. And then maybe if I like the rail, I might yeah. look at that frame. I don't know. 
One of my friends just, just built a rail. She loves it. The rail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could talk to her too. Bring her on and do her bike check. Oh, she would love. She would love that. <laughs> so, do you mind going through just in a in a few minutes and just right now, and then we could we could probably wrap it up because I appreciate it. it's like seven thirty over there and it's late for you and you know I get it. Um, if you could just take me a little bit on the components that you have on this bike, like the shocks, the, the wheels. You know, we talked about you've got a XO one derailleur on there, the wireless. What else do you have on this bike? Uh, I'm a big Industry 9 fan uh, for mm -hmm. hubs. Um, I've got the Industry 9 A35 stem on there as well. Um, but yeah, those i9 hubs, you just, one, you can get them in any color you want. And <laughs> the engagement is so good. Um, uh, it's... Yeah, I, I used to mostly ride Chris King hubs um, mm -hmm. for the engagement because at the time King hubs had the best engagement, but King King makes a very good product, but they are the engagement is honestly kind of lagging compared to the standards of everybody else. Not everybody else. Really? Compared to I9. Yeah. 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 Um, um, I'm trying to find you posted, you got the pink bike bike of the day right a couple of weeks ago photo of the day i think it was uh, it was on vital mtb oh i don't know why i thought it was pink bike sometimes pink bike does a pink bike reader rides thing but i didn't i get them confused i, I don't know. know it's all <laughs> information overload for me sometimes i get like really bad adhd with this stuff oh i can't like yeah you know it's too much um but i wanted to know if uh on there if it would have all those specs too because then i could use those specs and put them up on the site yeah um yeah those should be on there um i'm trying yeah. to, i think i found it right now here it is it's such a killer bike <laughs> did you wrap it with like a protective wrap or anything it's funny you mentioned that i did not because normally i don't uh especially since I was in the industry for so long, I felt like I, you know, flipped frames and components quickly enough that I didn't really damage anything badly. Uh -huh. um, and of course this thing, I must have laid it down in the ground, like on a the side of a trail and I didn't see a rock because I've already like kind of scraped the left side of it a little bit. Oh no. I know, very heartbreaking, but I guess we got it out of the way. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that first scratch is always the important one. <laughs> yeah, well, I and then you I, start to not care. I made it count, so. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna try and find some matte gray nail polish and uh, and then maybe and then put some tape over it. <laughs> I have some extra stuff. I'm happy to send it to you. Oh, nice. It's so good to me. I have some extra <laughs> like wrap stuff I can just send to you, and you can probably fit it on there. Real, it's matte too. Because oh, I got the, the matte part for from Groundkeeper. They gave me like oh, yeah. the, they made a kit for me. Like it was half matte, half shiny, just like the bike. Oh, that's awesome. And um, I did a really gnarly scratch on on the chain stay last month when I was in Stone July. I rode with Molly and I fell oh, into God. a cactus. Oh, and God, it was not, that's the second time I've done that in the, since, since I've been to Sedona, like in oh, the last God. year and a half. I'm getting a, ta a cactus tattoo to commemorize it. You should. <laughs> I totally oh, am. 
Oh, that hurts yeah. so bad. I'm so sorry. That's all right. It's all good. My wife had fun trying to help me, <laughs> making fun of me, pulling them out of my leg and my Were butt. they like the really fine little tiny needles? So this time around, it was like those... um those green, the thin, like big green cactus that have the oh, prickly yeah. pear at the end. Oh, I don't yeah. know the name mm -hmm. of them. And so they have the big suckers and then the teeny yeah. tinies around it. But the one that I fell in two years ago was a chola cactus. Have you seen those? Oh yeah. That was, I was not smile time. When I did that. Hot tip. If you fall into a cactus that has those really fine ones that you can't see and you're just losing your mind because your clothes are brushing up against them, go to a waxing studio. Really? Yeah. It'll, and just be like, this is where they are. And they'll be like, okay. And then they just, I mean, you'll lose some hair in the process as well, but, uh, <laughs> but it will get all of them out. Yeah. Someone was telling me, I think it was a uh, Mark from the segment to put, get Elmer's glue oh, and yeah. like just put, and then just let it dry and then peel them all off. That was a good idea. tip too. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so I scratched the crap out of my bike, even with the wrap on it, like little chunky oh, bit. Wow. I was so bummed, but whatever. That's I'm gonna keep that bike. Yeah, um, yours, looks, yours is looking really good. Yeah, dude. Ever since I went Kashima, mm -hmm. when I, I bought that rear shock from you, like it's, it's <laughs> been go time. I just love that thing. Especially and the, the fork I have. Yeah, and the fork is like butter. The Fox mm -hmm. 36 for me, mm -hmm. it's night and day from what I used to have. Yeah. Yeah. Night and day. Um, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you talking to me about your bike. Um, I Oh, we didn't talk your dropper post. What kind of dropper do you have on there? Let's talk about that real quick. Um, oh, so that was another thing that I really liked about this frame. Um, I'm so I'm like literally a hair under five, seven, but I'm all leg and no torso. Um, mm -hmm. And it's medium frame. Um, it used to be a big deal when I could get a 150 dropper in a frame. Droppers have come a really long way. Um, the last few frames I've been on, I've been able to get like a 170 post in them, which to me was like, whoa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on this bike, just, you know, you look at the specs for different length droppers and then yeah. you look at the specs for insertion depth and stuff for the frame. And I did a bunch of calculations and I hate math. Um, and I, I felt like an insane person. I was like, there's no way that I can get this much drop. So one up, um, they, their droppers have basically the shortest insertion length. Mm -hmm. Their dropper. Um, <clears throat> two. He and just wants to be a part of our awesome conversation. <laughs> Um, and, uh, so I bought a 210 millimeter one up dropper post and their posts are cool too. Cause you can adjust them within 20 millimeters. Um, okay. two, 210 was a little tall. Um, I couldn't quite get it with the, once the cable was on there, I couldn't quite get it down low enough. So I dropped it to 190. So I'm riding 190 post. <laughs> what? No, really? Yeah. Yeah, which is bonkers. That's insane. Yeah, it feels like a dirt jumper. My seat is so far away; uh, it's like totally out of the way. Yeah, we need to see a photo of that with the with the seat down too. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I see it—the one you posted—it's it's all the way up. Uh, that's insane. 190 mil of travel on that thing. 
I was a little bit concerned that like under a bottom out situation or like, yeah, big landing that maybe the wheel would buzz my saddle. Um, yeah. Is a very terrifying thing when that happens and your rear wheel stops all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, but so far, I mean, I haven't hit anything that I would consider big, but I've definitely, I've definitely sent it off a few things so far and I haven't buzzed my seat. So I, I was amazing. smart. If I was smart, I would have taken the spring off of my shock and like pushed down on the bike and like cycled the damper to see like under full travel if I, if it hits, but I was so like, ah, I need to build this thing that I just, I should have done that, but I did not. So I'm well, just, maybe, maybe well, that's your next project. Maybe you'll, now that you, it's in your head, you might want to take it apart and then do that. <laughs> just oh. to I already okay. Apart. No, I didn't. I already took apart an airplane engine today. I'm not taking anything apart anytime soon. <laughs> Oh my goodness. You enjoying that program doing airplane engines right now? How's that going? Uh, it's, it's hard. Um, but it's, yeah, really, it's really cool. Yeah. I, I bet. I mean, you're so mechanically inclined. I feel like you found something that you're passionate about, you know? Um, yeah. The last question I have for you is what's your next project? Do you have a next project, a next bike project? Um, anyone who knows me would say that I'm, I've got to be skiing something, but, uh, I, I'm, I'm not, um, the, okay. The only thing that I'm scheming is, <laughs> so the last one, two, the last three bikes I've been on, I've had a Zeb up front. Okay. Okay. Um, the new technology in the new RockShox forks with the buttercups is mm -hmm. very good um my only complaint with the zeb was that it really lacked on the small bump sensitivity so it felt kind of harsh and you'd okay. kind of fatigued after a while um i felt like that fork was excellent in very specific situations but most of the time when you're just riding you know average trail um mm -hmm. it kind of beat you up a little bit and i hear that yeah. the new one doesn't do that and i really like this lyric and I don't know if it's because I don't know if it's because I'm running at 150 when I ideally should be running at 160. I'm trying to do the less expensive thing and just wait a couple months till I can get a 160 air shaft and put it in there and then ride the lyric. But yeah. part of me is like, I kind of miss the beefiness of the Zeb. Um, it holds a straight line really well. Um, and in Colorado, we have a lot of really rocky terrain where you kind of just have to like hold on and pray a little bit. Um, and does that I feel in Sedona? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and some stuff. Um, yeah, I just not that I'm trying. The bike is not a monster truck bike where you just go in a straight line. It, it's actually quite playful and uh, turns really quickly. Um, mm -hmm. But just part of me is kind of missing that zip. So part of me is like, do I find some stuff to sell and get a 160 Zeb? Because then I don't have to wait for an air spring. <laughs> hey, there you go. Yeah. So that's and then the only you have thing. another shock. And then yeah. if I build a rail and I need another fork, then maybe I'll be like, hey, Sarah, do you still have that lyric that yeah. you took off of your deviate? <laughs> and, you know. Oh, my God. I, people, people hit me up for parts all the time because some of them have been in my garage and they're like, 
oh my god it's like literally a bike shop there's just stuff everywhere that's Which awesome people used to give me shit for before covid and then covid hit and now everyone's like no i can't find a bottom bracket no i can't find this i'm like well I got some. <laughs> you should start your own e-commerce shop and then, you know, turn oh. around those parts. Huh. Been, I mean, I don't know. I do, I do some freelance work out of my garage. Um, but, oh. yeah. That's pretty neat. That's pretty cool. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much yeah. for taking the time to talk to us. I love learning more about your bike and you because we've known each other for a little while, but I don't think... We haven't met yet personally, just via the phone, which is pretty cool. I hope I can make it to Colorado this fall, but I've got like a big Sedona trip planned in November, October, November. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. So hopefully that'll be, that'll be pretty cool. I can't wait. And no cactuses this time. No have you fallen on a cactus? I have. Uh, oh. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah. You understand the feeling. I don't recommend it. No. Um, yeah. Can't recommend that. Um, yeah, if yeah, come up to Colorado if you can. It's a bummer. We'll kind of be ships in the night in Sedona in November. I know you're going mid-November. You said pretty much the week of Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, I'll probably be there from like the 27th through the 9th, 27th of October through the 9th. Okay, I might be in LA uh, Christmas time though. So if I'm if I'm in SoCal, I'll hit you up. <laughs> yeah, let's go to Sky Park when it's freezing cold. I think it'll be so much fun. Oh my gosh. No that, one will be there. That place is so weird. It's so weird, but so fun. <laughs> well, you have an amazing night and thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. If you all have any questions for Sarah, hit her up on her Instagram. And if you want to stick around for the next bike check, that's going to be going live next week. <laughs>